Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of magic around. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Atom. Welcome back for another episode of By the By. Yep, it's a uh, rainy Sunday here yes. in Sydney. Any, and, and I was going to say, the, the topic for this evening is going to be very appropriate for anyone who's in Sydney, New South Wales, or apparently Eastern Australia at the moment, because it's just been raining and bucketing and dreary and blah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I'm not excited for this one because I know it's going to put me in a bad headspace, but I think that that it's something that's important to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Which is headspace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so we um, we wanted to talk a bit about the the mental head game that we all play with ourselves and I guess with one another mm-hmm. um, in the uh, in the open relationship swinger lifestyle. Yeah. Do you want to start it off? Not really. I'd rather you drive this and I sort of just respond to questions, <laughs> which we didn't discuss before we started, before I hit record. But, no. you know, um, I guess we should start. Let's let's start first with all the housekeeping stuff. Um, so Pendulum Party was last Friday. Yes. Huge success. We'll touch on it a bit. We're not going to talk about details from Pendulum Party, but we're Pendulum Party will, of course, come up um, mm-hmm. in this conversation. Uh Coming up in the not-too-distant future, we have another Pendulum Party coming up in May. May 18th. Yep. Um, So if you're in Sydney or the Sydney area uh, in mid-May, check us out. Tickets will be on sale, probably won't be on sale until um, April. Yeah. So particularly any gents that are interested in playing, uh, couples that are interested in exploring their curious side, yeah, feel free to come on. Yeah. Anyone, everyone, yeah. And a week later, it's going to be a busy end of the month for us. For you. May, <laughs> that's true. For May 25th, so the next Friday after Pendulum, uh, our secret spot is going to have a brand new party that we're going to try out. We're going to give it a go. It is called Femme, and it's going to be a time where it's women only in the club. So all women staff, women patrons, all female, everything. Uh, I think there will be a female entertainer, but it's going to be a time where, uh, females can come together and, and potentially play, but just have a safe space to, to talk to one another and converse. And if you feel like playing and you want to, then you're, you know, obviously more than welcome to, but it's just going to be, it's going to be a time where, 
unlike the the most of the traditional ladies' nights where it is the females for the beginning part and then the gentlemen come in a couple of hours in and then it's couples the rest of the night, this is going to be a time for, for females only in the club all night long. Uh, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be something a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, we'll post links for tickets to that whenever they go up. So we'll be on the lookout for that if you're interested. But we have Pendulum and Femme weeks a week, back-to-back back weeks. To back weeks. And so it's it's going to be busy and exciting and so much fun. It's going to be good. Again, yeah. it's, that, it's that opportunity for ladies to have a safe space to, you know, not have to worry about the mm-hmm. – to uh, have to worry about men. You yeah. know, it's like uh, – it's, and, I'm, I'm and excited it, for you guys. Yeah, and any of you who have listened to the many sauna adventures that Mr. Adam has, you know, it's the <laughs> one thing that I always say is that women don't have any place like that. And and while this isn't exactly a sauna type experience, it is a time where it will be women only in the club, and and it's just it creates a different vibe. And I think yeah. this is going to be as close to a lady sauna as you're going to be able to get. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and we hope to get some people down um, to come. They're, we're still pushing to get Lolo Lady down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, there will be a, a podcast de force at, yes. at Femme. Uh, so if you want to meet, if ladies want to meet you, Mrs. Adam, mm-hmm. and potentially other listeners or other guests that we've had I was going to say, we may be able to get some of the other guests down. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it's it's a ways away, so May. So both parties, you know, you're looking several months out so you can plan. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, both Pendulum and Femme uh, – I mean, they're just, the, the vibe is just amazing those nights. And yeah, really looking forward to it again. Um, and at this recent pendulum party, we had a couple come up from yes. uh, Adelaide, which a huge shout out to them. The, the fact that they, they traveled halfway across Australia. Um, That's amazing. It was, really it is. It was great uh, yeah. to come to, to come to our secret spot for a yeah. pendulum party. Uh, that was great. It was, it was lovely to, to talk to them. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's, you know, it just sort of validates everything that we do, which is yeah important um and and positive and i think is exactly what we need to start off this podcast Mm -hmm. which is not going to be positive Mm -hmm. (laughs) healthy but not positive (laughs) uh do we have anything else coming up or that we need to talk about um sex i'm sorry um sexpo Mm -hmm. is coming up in june I think it's June 14th to 17th. Yeah. Let me double check the calendar, but I believe that's it. So, uh. Um, Sexpo Sydney, we should say. Yeah, Sexpo Sydney. That's a very good point, because uh, since it floats around. Yes, 14th um, to 17th. We will be presenting there twice a day, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday through Sunday, um, with uh, Sex Ed in the City. Mm-hmm. Talking about all things swinging and. Open relationships. Open relationships and, yeah. and, and bisexuality. So, yeah, come in. Uh, and besides the, the talks, we'll be doing those. We'll post the exact schedule, but they're around noon-ish, noon to one, sometime in there, and then in the evening, I think nine to nine thirty yep. most nights. Yep. So somewhere in that time frame, you can find us for sure at the in the share room. But other than that, we'll be wandering around. We'll be, be wandering there. Around. Yeah. I have dollars to donuts. We'll be at the after dark intimate wipes booth <laughs> uh, because they're yeah you know. And if you do want to see us, we'll we'll be around. We'll probably have on our podcast shirts or our secret spot shirts. But if not, message yeah. us and we'll meet up somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm just not excited about this podcast because I I know what it's going to do to me. And it's one of those things that um, I am very much the kind of person that I get into my headspace and I don't Mm -hmm. like it there because it's dark and frightening. And the Um, longer you put it off, though, the more dread you're going to build up and the worse the anticipation. I know. I know. We've been putting this. We've been we've been planning this podcast for. Six months. I'm talking about it, yeah. Um, and it's it's something that I still think is really important, but it's mm-hmm. something I, I I hate talking about, mm-hmm. and it's tough. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> okay. <laughs> Go. Because everyone everyone gets into their own head at some point. And it can be, a, like you said, a very dark, scary place and a very negative place. And it's it's easy to go down that spiral and just keep going. And, and it can be hard to pull yourself out. Yeah. Um, even with a partner with help, it can still be very difficult to pull yourself out. And I think it's a good point. And I don't know how we want to start this because this is a rare podcast in which we want to talk about something serious that we have not planned at all. No. Um, <laughs> you have a... a couple of notes over there, but it's, it's even for, for you, it's light. It's for a later portion if we get to this part yeah. of the discussion, but I don't think we'll get there tonight. Um, but it's important like to, to note, I think I would like to sort of start off with the the problems I have in my headspace have nothing to do with you. Right. Um, and I think that's important to note for other people is that it's not about all the negativity that I develop or I, or I curate is, is mine. Um, and I can understand how it would, it would come off as if it's your, your responsibility or, or uh, the, your partner's responsibility in general. Um, or ours as a couple or ours as a couple. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess let's start with pendulum because pendulum, yeah. this recent pendulum party, which you would assume, I mean, look, I'm always excited about pendulum pendulum. Um, I, I anticipate it. I look forward to it. I like working to build it. Uh, I like working with Lawrence and Jess to promote it. Um, I really, and I, the night of, I'm excited to be there. I like being there. Um, but I'm never, I never enjoy it. So we've all heard the first pendulum or two, uh, you didn't really relax until well in and like, almost towards the end of the night and then actually be able to have a little bit of fun. Right. And then I think I could be mixing it up. I think it was the third one maybe that you, or the fourth where you did come up and play a bit earlier in the evening. And I think that was really good. And it's one of those things, you know, and you and I have talked about it in that while we do promote, of course, the bisexuality, the bi-play, and that night at the club in particular, it's easier for the guys to feel like they can and to be accepted. It's also easier once someone breaks the ice and gets things going, and it's a bit of a lead-by-example kind of thing. And I think that night was really good for that because there was a lot of male-male action happening, and which I personally find incredibly hot. But this time, you did not get to that place. And it's interesting because this time as well, there there was male-male action, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't as much. And there was is, some, but there wasn't as much as there there was previously. And yeah. I'll say already, I feel responsible for that. And it's like that was that was my I, I let the the collective down. Um, but I will say, and I know that's not I know that's not the case. But forever, that will be my case if that makes sense. Right, right. And at the same time, I would say as well that this particular time. It was the there were more single females than there were single males. This is covered up with single ladies. Yeah, all and, the single ladies. Yeah, and and typically, you know, with pendulum, there tends to be at least equal, if not a few more single males. And so it it was interesting that this time there were more females, which is why I think femme should go over really well. <laughs> um, Indeed. But yeah, but again, it's I think that added to the fact that there wasn't as much male male play was just because of the ratios. Yeah, so, but there was still some. We did see some. We, I guess we should start with, we started, we had, um, a sex ed in the city class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, I actually think that class went pretty well. Um, you know, we, we, it was on blowjobs and cock massage. 
uh, I will say it is always confronting and it's not a good start for me to have to stand naked in front of a, on a pedestal in front of 30 people who are all clothed, all staring at me, watching you, uh, masturbate me and, mm-hmm. and do all these different hand job techniques. While I accept that for you, it's fun and you've got that grin on your face uh-huh. that I had a blast. Um, it's confronting. I like you. Um, you know, and I know it, it's funny because I, I guess because I know you do the G spot and clitoral massage, and you're laying there. But at the same time, it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, no. it's um, you know, I don't know. It's just I think, I, and again, you're gonna. I know the face you're gonna make. Um, but for me, it's one of those things that you've got that sort of standard for males and standard mm-hmm. for females. You are closer to the standard for females. By, that is painted by society and media than I am to the standard for males. And whether we like it or not, we all compare ourselves to those standards. Yeah. We, you can't help but do that. We, we all watch the same movies. We all watch the same TV and listen to the same music and books. Um, you know, so it is different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, that's a big start for me is that it's, you know, I'm comparing myself to that standard, and I, I know that's unfair, and I know that's not right. But I, you cannot but you stop can't that help from happening. That, yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was confronting, but I, and not terrible. In the end, ultimately, I don't really care about that. Uh-huh. But that's a that's sort of the bedrock that we're laying down for for the pendulum night, and mm-hmm. I know that's where my sort of that getting into my negative headspace started. Mm-hmm. So that kind of already started things off on perhaps a less than 100% positive note for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so... Because you're already questioning yourself and comparing and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You immediately start to compare yourself. You immediately start to anything that's negative that's said. Mm-hmm. And I know this is unfair to everyone. But when you hear negative things, even if they're said in passing and you're not intended to hear them and they're not about you, you still apply them to you. Right. Um and so I guess I should start this with, however, having never been officially clinically diagnosed, I am, I, I know I suffer from depression and I know that, um, that I, I get into my own head and I, I have trouble getting out of it and I don't communicate those feelings well, um, at all. And I would love to be better about it. However. Yeah. So, you know, I, I accept that. And I mean, that's, that. I know that's unfair for you, but at, at the same time, I, you know, I think you probably know that as well about me. We've been mm-hmm. together long enough that you understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it's been for me, it's I, I, and the, the this other side note to this is we've been extremely busy for a very long time. And there's been moments, not long moments, but, you know, days or so at the time where we're, you and I are out of sync because we're so busy. We come home and we've already had conversations about that. Um, recently, I think we should talk about it. Uh, we went out for a drink before doing a radio show, Mm -hmm. um, that we record with listen to Dawn's with Lakey on the hit network. Um, (laughs) Monday through Friday, midnight to 5am. Uh, you know, where we, we were talking about how when we go to bed and you say, I'm so tired or I'm exhausted. And so I hear that as, as a polite way of saying, don't put the moves on me. Right. I'm too tired for sex. And in a really rare moment for me, I actually asked you about that mm-hmm. and met and asked, is that what you mean? 
And your response was? My response was no. That's that's not exactly what I mean. It means that I'm just physically exhausted and I would you know like to have sex or at least be intimate, but I'm not going to put forth a lot of physical effort into it. And so it's not going to be a big, long, drawn-out session. You know, but either a quickie or just some, you know, just depending on the position, because some positions are a lot more physically intensive than others. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's it's just more, I I just don't want that necessarily. Um, But it's not a complete, no, don't touch me. And that's how you were taking it. And that's how I was hearing it, because I was taking uh, previous partners, and that's what previous partners meant, which Mm -hmm. absolutely, that's fine. But it's it's all about understanding where your partner's coming from. And and I'm very glad that I asked that. Yeah of you so that I could better understand what your expectations needs and wants were. Because we have been pretty flat out lately and, and we haven't had as much time just to sit and enjoy each other. And, you know, really other than in a club setting or with other partners, you know, we haven't had the time necessarily to just play for hours on end kind of thing. We haven't had non-sharing time. We've yeah. had a lot of public time, which is also great. Oh, yeah. I enjoy it's it. all good in different ways. Um, yeah. But it, we hadn't had that, and I and I wondered how much that was contributing to that negative headspace, because you've kind of been there for a few weeks now. I've been there for a few weeks. and I, and I, I keep, So it's not a sudden thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and it is, it's one of those extremely frustrating things that I, I can recognize that I'm there, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how to get out of it. You know, and I know I, I've spoken with Lola Lady about it, and we often talk about, there's, I think there's a book about the black dog, mm-hmm. um, and the black dog's depression uh, or repre- is, is a physical manifestation of depression. And it's one of those things that I, I, constantly feel that animal there it's always around um and it's just a matter of how close does it curl up at your feet Mm -hmm. you know and how do you handle that and how do you take care of that and it's extremely frustrating um and i think what for me what's most frustrating about it is and i'll admit you know we have this i don't want to say a persona that we put on but you know when you're when you do the podcast we are people listen to us Mm -hmm. um and i want to make sure that you know while the lifestyle isn't perfect. I want to make it very clear that, you know, the lifestyle isn't perfect because we as individuals aren't aren't perfect. perfect. Um, you know, so, so that's, it's just sort of something that I don't want to say haunts me, but it's always, it's always in the back of my head. And so I, you know, we always try that when we go out, you put on your best, you put your best foot forward, you put your best face forward, no matter how you feel. Um, and so, all of that combined, let's, again, look at Friday night. Uh, well, so before you go there, you know, we were talking about just how flat out we've been and everything. And I'll, I've often wondered how much does physical exhaustion play into that, you know, your mental headspace. Because if you're physically exhausted and tired and you're never getting quite enough sleep, that's going to affect your mental state. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, and, you know, days on end, weeks on end. And there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I, and I know those factors. And mm-hmm. I'm, I can recognize them even though I'm too lazy to fix some of them. So I am less likely to feel depressed and upset if I eat regularly. Yeah. Which I know you're over there shaking your head vehemently because you know this, because I don't eat regularly. No. I eat when I'm hungry, which is not, I don't think, the best plan, but... That's that's the way I survive. Which also, with you being diabetic, there have been some times where you haven't eaten regularly, and I can tell that it's affecting you. Even though your blood sugar may be okay, it's still affecting you. And, yeah, then that gets to be a fun conversation to try and get you to eat something. <laughs> fun. You, you <laughs> <see>. <laughs> 
I think those were implied air quotes, <laughs> although you're pretty much sitting on your hands over there. Uh-huh. Um, no, and you're absolutely right. And it's, it is one of those things that my blood sugar also affects my mood, which mm-hmm. also affects my long-term de- mm-hmm. uh, depression. Um, and I recognize that. I, I get that. And I, I think I also want to make this very clear that the the reason I wanted to do this as a podcast isn't because I want people to go, oh, you know, I don't want – You don't want pity. I don't want pity. I don't want an influx of, of, of messages right. saying – giving me positive feedback. But at the same time, you know that other people get there yes. and and – Everybody, while a little bit different, is still a bit similar in that. Yes. We're all exactly the yeah. same because we're completely different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also know that the the main push for all of this in my mind is my sexuality. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. You know, it's like I – although I will be the first person to pick up the flag and run through the city saying I'm bi, um, I also know the, the, the negative repercussions that come from that. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to take that and I'm happy to bear that. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to convey that. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been flat out for the last month. So, you know, pendulum finally comes up and I was, I'm so, I was so excited for it. Yeah. And I was so looking forward to it, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, the gentleman was going to be there and I knew he was going to be there early. And he and I actually spent some of the day together on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had to have a, we had a cheeky little lunch with a couple of beers. Um, you know, that was great. And then, you know, the, the number of folks, there were, there was a number of folks that, came to pendulum that I knew were coming to pendulum that I was very excited to see and talk to. Um, so we get there and pendulum starts and immediately I felt like we were a bit behind the eight ball because class runs over as class always runs over. If you want to come to a sex ed in the city class, we always give you more time than allotted. Um, so which does make it hard for getting the party going and getting things kind of, because we have to clean up on the right foot. We're trying to get things reset really quickly. And, um, it's it's very difficult to do that. And with a normal night, it's not quite as busy right at 8.30. Good. But on pendulum night, people are there. They're and ready to go. People are fucking 8.30. They're banging <laughs> yeah. down the door. Let us in. Let us in. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, again. It's great. It really it's is. It's something yeah. to be so proud of. And yeah. I am proud of that. We are proud of that, I yeah. should say. But it is still one of those It did things. make it, because we were trying to clear out the chairs from the class while people were checking in and everything down at the bar. So you can't get through to put the chairs up. So yeah. then it's like, okay, well, let's try to maneuver little by little as we can yeah. and and it is just you know it, it is only about five or ten minutes of that but still in your head it gets a bit it, it feels like forever yeah you know, it's, it's it, you're right it's 10 minutes of of chaos but it feels like an hour yeah um you know and and i love it because people want to talk to us they're like hey, oh my god you know hey yeah. how is it going it's great you know? yeah and it's great it's, it's wonderful and i love that people are there ready to go like yeah oh and it's awesome yeah so we um we did the quick change getting the club um, reset from the class Mm -hmm. and then also changing our clothes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, immediately we start doing the tours and, and it's just one of those things that I know, and I know it's all me. I know how I deal with things and how you deal with things. Um, I deal with things in a, when I'm starting to get stressed out, I want to be given a task, give me a job to do and I, and I will fulfill it um, at, at 105%, if not 115%. Um, so any opportunity there was to work behind the bar, I wanted to be behind the bar so I could help. Um, any opportunity there was to give tours, I was giving tours because that makes me feel useful. Um, 
And I know from a, by knowing me, that part of that too pulls me out of the party. Mm-hmm. So that get, that takes me off the social pressure. There, there's less social pressure because I don't have to talk to people because I feel like when I'm talking to people and being social, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, in, I'm, I'm fleshing the party, not structuring the party. So, you know, a party has a skeleton and you put flesh on it. Bear with me here. So when I'm talking to people, I'm just fleshing out the party, making it a better party, admittedly. But you have to have that solid structure for the party before you can do that fleshing out. So that's why I feel like I need to work behind the bar, get people in, um, you know, to take new people on tours, talk to them about the party before we can start doing the social thing to make it, granted, a prettier party. Whereas you do much better at the... I'm just going to be social because you're like, I will make people feel comfortable and and you do that well. So then I, again, I feel like I can sort of dump that on you Mm -hmm. and say, okay, you know, Angela's going to be the, the social butterfly and I'll be the behind the scenes. Let's make sure everything's running smoothly. Which is interesting because that's very opposite to many of the other aspects of life for us. Mm. Absolutely. You are the one that keeps our world running. And I'm the one that... Because I'm usually more behind the scenes. Yeah. And you're usually more the out front person. Yeah. But in this case... That's interesting. I wonder why that is. Yeah. In this case, I feel more comfortable doing that because yeah. there's no pressure. In making something work, especially like a party, making the, the function behind a party is easy. You know, setting up a party is easy. Being social at a party is hard. Um, See, I don't find that hard. I find that... Because, but I grew up doing that. Yeah. So maybe that's the difference. Well, I enjoy it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I like being social and I love talking to people and I would talk to people for the, forever if I could. But I think also the other side to that is then I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, do people, what do they expect of me? Right. And is it something that I, A, can give them, B, am willing to give them and C, if not the first two, do I know how to get them what they need? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Which of those do you have the most problem with? The second. Okay. Uh, no, the first, the can give them, sorry, can. not the okay. will. I'm, I'm always willing, um, to, to, you know, to, to try to do what I can to make a, a party or to make an experience enjoyable. But sometimes I just can't do it mm-hmm. either. If it's a physical thing that I can't do it or whatever, which I think that could be a whole another podcast mm-hmm. because that, that does fall onto the, the, you know, the performance anxiety in the, in the ED, you know, a lot of that is that. And then mm-hmm. I recognize that. That's that it's that fear of you have an expectation of me that I'm not I'm not what able it, to. What what if you can't? Yeah. Um so moving on, I guess, from that, but that is in direct, I think, line with that is knowing knowing that there was at least a couple of people there at the party who wanted to specifically play with me. Mm-hmm. Um that for me, I put so much pressure on myself that I can't perform. There's, I, I can't even think about it, mm-hmm. and it makes me so uncomfortable. Which then gets me in that cycle of that I'm, negative spiral. Yeah, that negative yeah. spiral of I, I want you to have a good time, but if having a good time requires me being part of that good time, you're not going to have a good time because I can't allow myself to have a good time. So I, I understand that. But I also think that that falls a bit on them and that if they want to have a good time, 
their good times should not be dependent upon one other person. And they should look around because there's how many people there, but look around and find a different way to make it happen. And I know, and I know you're so, right. But I, and I, so then I think that's where setting up the scenario and, and talking to them and helping them many, I think would understand it flat out and get it. But at the same time, if they don't just helping them, you know, be like, Hey, well, there's these people over here. Or what about this? Or da da da, or look at this scenario. And it is that again, just kind of widening and opening their eyes and saying there are other opportunities out there. Don't focus in on this one scenario. I know, I know. And I know you're right, but the perfect example is this. And and this is an example of there was nothing negative in this whole encounter, but I, the amount of negativity that I put on myself from this, was extreme. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a couple, and I, I feel guilty even mentioning this because I know they're podcast listeners, and I, I know we've played with them before, and I think extremely highly of them. And and he very sweetly said, and he put both hands on my shoulders. Do you feel like playing? Um, I would love. We would love to go upstairs with you. And I, I looked at him, and it's like I probably looked like a deer in the headlights. And I was <laughs> like, honestly, no, I'm I'm not in a headspace. I'm so sorry, and I felt so bad. And he was like, that's absolutely fine. There's, there's no worry about that. We're going to go up and play. We just, I just wanted to ask you if you, if you wanted yeah. to. I, I think thought that's, about, I think that's really it sweet. It was sweet and yeah. it was wonderful and it was exactly what I wanted to hear. But admittedly, I think I thought about that for an hour feeling guilty about it because I was like, I'm now I'm letting you down. And I, my goal, I, you know, I don't want to let people down and I, I understand that. So I understand that. But at the same time, it's what we always tell people when going to the club is that there's never any pressure to play. And if you don't want to, then feel free to say no. Yes. In whatever way is easiest and best for you. And I absolutely agree with that. And again, this was a situation in which I literally felt no pressure that Mm -hmm. was external pressure. This was all internal pressure. However, when we say that to people, Mm -hmm. it's not their party that they're hosting. You know, if, if... I and that, again, so that puts it in a different perspective. For me, for it you. puts it in a different perspective. And Lawrence and I were talking about that. And yeah. I gotta again, I gotta give Lawrence credit because the guy randomly hugged me. I think three not, three times last <laughs> or on Friday night because he was like at one point he goes, "Buddy, you look miserable," <laughs> and it was just like then I start freaking out because I'm like, "Oh my god!" Now I'm putting off a negative. I'm, 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 and I'm, you start I'm, overthinking I'm more. exuding negativity. Yeah. I need to, fo- I need to pull myself up. I need to, you know, we got to fix this. People aren't going to have fun if the host of the party isn't looking like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, how can you, it's, it's a whole fucking mess. But Lawrence just gums him, gives me a hug. And there was a couple times we can't, sat down and talked and he would just shake his head. He's like, do you do this other nights? I'm like, no, it's only on pendulum nights. He was like, you never, he goes, because then it's my problem if the party doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, dude, because it's your responsibility. It's not, I feel like, and I'm taking this as to my own responsibility. And I know this and I know it's all me, but it doesn't make it any less real. And it goes back to those, that whole joke of first world problems. Mm -hmm. They're still fucking problems. Um, you know, and, and I know that I'm putting all this pressure on me. Um, you know, so and another good example is late into the night. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like you, had, I think, had finally had enough. You're like, Mama needs some playtime. So you took a couple of people upstairs to the orgy room. And right as I'm about to go up, a couple of new people came in. I was like, all right, cool. Well, let me – and all the staff was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some new staff that had never worked a pendulum night. So I took it – you know, it's like I want to make sure that the people that go on tours understand what pendulum means. And so um, I took them on the tour and then, again, I'm getting ready to walk upstairs, and, and Lawrence is like, hey, we have another couple here, two ladies. I really need you to – can you take them on tour? And I did. They had a million and one questions, and they were all good questions. But that tour took 25 minutes. Yeah. So at this point now, you've been playing upstairs in the orgy room for 40, 40 45, 45 minutes. Yeah. So when I finally make it up to the orgy room, you know – T plus 45, um, you know, I, I get in, I get in there and, uh, I, I took my shirt off and kind of at that point, the gentleman was up there, uh, and I just, he was standing up and I think someone was going down on him and I kind of came up behind him and just hugged him. Uh, and he was all excited to see me, which was great. You know, it's good to kind of have that physical contact, but then immediately it was like, everybody was like, we need hydration. We're we're dying. We because we were at that point that we had been playing for nearly yeah. an hour. Yeah, and, and we so were. It's not a, I'm not complaining. No. I'm saying, well, this makes logical sense. Of course, you need hydration. So I'm like, yeah. okay. So I put my shirt on, back on. And I think that was the last time I was up in the play space. Yeah, because it was just like you know, you guys were already at a an eight or nine on the and you're coming the, in at and one. I was coming out of one or two, yeah. and I just wasn't in the headspace. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I thought, all right, rest of the night, I'm just going to focus on my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started cleaning up dishes and, and which it was great. I, and I think the important thing to say is I enjoyed the night. So do you think, because at the, the previous pendulum party where you did play a bit more and earlier, even, do you think that that was more influenced by the fact that you were in a more positive headspace going into it? I don't know. That's a great question. I, because I, like I said, you've been a, in a, a bit of a, I'm going to say depressive state for a few weeks now. And so, you know, is it just because of how your overall state going into it, did that affect the fact that you're like, I'm not ready to play. I'm going to focus on something else. It's either that or it's the, um, the number of people. Cause last night we had, or Friday night, we had a ton of people. It was a lot uh, busier that Friday we had 30 night plus couples. Yeah. It was a lot busier. Um, because the way that, I mean, it's the way the swingers club works, but the first pendulum we had was a year ago now. So February of 2017 and it was crazy busy as well. And then as you go over the winter, it tends to get a less busy. Cause Still, in Sydney, you don't go outside if it gets cold. Apparently. And cold <laughs> is not really cold, but that's fine. It's great. Um, but yeah, it, it does tend to, and that's the club in general, tends to slow yes. down a bit over the winter. Uh, still great crowds, but not near as 
busy. Right. And and then it kind of picks up again towards the end of the year. So the November one and then this one pick back up. Um, and as well, I would say that besides kind of the general ebb and flow of, of numbers in general, it was not only was it busy and crowded, there were a lot of first timers. Yes. And so then that is a bit more, like you said, more tours that have to happen. And it is a bit it's a more, more handholding. It's a, it's a bit more to get people to understand what's acceptable and what's not because the group that I was with, there was a lot of the group I was with. I, let's just pick numbers. I don't know, but let's say there when were. When I came up there, I did a quick count of 13. Yes. But. I said, but I'm in the orgy room itself. Yeah. Which actually, when I went to leave, the orgy room was a lot busier than that yeah. because there was a group of what seven of us that were playing. Then there was another group equal size on the other side of the bed. There were five people that we had to try and wade through to find our clothes and mm-hmm. shoes and stuff, and then try and like squeeze our way out. And and then there were a few more rounds. So it's just it was really busy when we went to leave the orgy room to go down and get water. Um, but. The, this group, the seven of us that were playing, it was probably, I would have said four females, three males, or even five, two, something like that. There was a lot of ladies It was up there. very female heavy. Um, and, and so it is that dynamic of, you know, for the guys in particular, because we do want to give them the safe space, the guys that I was with, there was interaction. And there was some play, you know, one would go down on the other or whatever, you know, it, it, again, it doesn't have to be full out penetrative sex, but there was at least play and touching and cuddling and that kind of thing. Um, I did see going up the other end of the building, there were two guys going down on each other at the other end as well. But again, with new people, it is them understanding what's acceptable, which I think everyone got it, but then feeling comfortable enough to, and when it is, you know, when, when, again, and I think that's where that leading by example really helps because it does give people like, okay, well, this is, this is fine. I can do this now. And, you know, maybe as it to take pressure off of you per se. So it's not just all you that you feel like I have to do this is, you know, maybe some of our other friends who are a bit more flexible, you know, rather than just always being in the orgy room, which is our comfy place, yeah. maybe we go to a different space. Or kind of spread out a little bit. And, and that way it kind of shows people in other areas as well. You know, while you know in your head it's okay, you can then physically see that it's okay. So, you know, and I have to give credit to like, you know, the gentleman who every time he was near me, he had his arm around me. It was, again, mm. it's, it was very, it was very sweet in that he was very protective. And there was a couple other folks that were like that as well. Yeah. Whenever they saw me, it was that everybody who knows me knows that I'm a physical touch kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we had a couple of folks that would instantly touch me if they saw me and it was lovely to see that. And I know, you know, who all of them are. Not all of them have nicknames on the podcast. Um, but it was definitely, they all are listeners and it was definitely appreciated, appreciated, um, to have that sort of, mm-hmm. um, protection, uh, from, from myself. Um, but it is, it's still, and it's funny that you, you talk about the, the bisexuality. That's still the, one of the things that pops into my head is that, you know, pushing to, to make it acceptable, normalized, and, and, and to fix the bi invisibility and bi erasure, I still have that issue of, um, I, I don't, I don't even know, I don't want to say there's something wrong with me, but, you know, that, that, I, I want to be. I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. I want. I don't want to make the 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 one hundred percent straight people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is stupid. And I know it's stupid. And even saying it, I'm like, I don't even have a good way to verbalize this. It doesn't make me sound goofy. Uh, because ultimately, if you don't accept me, fuck you. But at the same time... And besides that, coming into the pendulum party, everyone who walks through that door is warned yes. and told, this is what the night is about. This is what you could see. You know, you have to accept that coming in. And it's wonderful. One of the couples that stayed after the class, he even said, uh, he goes, I don't want to... He goes, I'm I'm straight. He goes, I'm 100% straight. He goes, but my partner and I would like to stay tonight. Is that okay? I don't want to crash your party. I'm like, dude, as long as you're not pointing at people and going, that's disgusting or making yeah. snide comments, yeah. then of course it's accepted. You just accept it. You don't have to participate. Yeah, you don't have to precipitate. You don't have to precipitate. You don't have to participate. But if you're even, you know, if you're on the bed and somebody next to the bed, next to you on the bed is, is doing something that's in a by realm. Um, and he was like, I don't care what other people do. I'm like, that's, that's what perfect. we want. And that's exactly yeah. what we want. Yeah. And so, you know, I know that, but it's, it's easy to say, you know, that it's one thing to say, you know, that and it's another thing to say that in your head that you're still, I don't know. And it's, but I think Which that then comes piles down. on the whole, I feel like I'm disingenuous and that, you know, we have a podcast now that we're coming up on a hundred fucking episodes and I'm still second guessing myself. That's mm -hmm. a, I see that as problematic. But I think that's human nature. I think that comes from, um, you know, there, there's, there's a bit of physiology that goes into all, of course, the depression thing and all of that. Um, and you know, you're like, we talked about like your mood, your sleep patterns, all of that. And also, but your, your experiences and your beliefs and how you were brought up. I mean, that's, you know, for you, that's 30 some years of these experiences and these beliefs and these, these social patterns being pushed on you that you're trying to push against in a relatively small amount of time compared to how long it took to drill that into you. Yeah. And, and that made who you were until you were like, and were able to say and recognize that, no, that's actually not who I am. You know, that that's what society tells me I'm supposed to be. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's not going to happen overnight that you're going to be able to, I'm going to say fully embrace, maybe not ever fully embrace and, and not feel that pressure of this is what society says, but you, that's a lot of years of, of coming up to that to then have to change your way of thinking and, and acceptance of yourself. No. And I know, I, I know you're right. Um, and, it, but it, again, that's one of those things that is, it's easy to say that and it's easy to hear it, but to actively do mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. it's just, yeah. And it is one of those things that I'm, I know that I'm constantly, you know, and it's, it's other little things like, you know, the reason I constantly surround myself with people and I like those new relationships is that ability to not, I don't like being alone mm -hmm. as even as an only child, I'm good by myself, but I am when I'm by myself, it's when all the dark thoughts kind of yeah. pop into your head. Um, and so it is, it's, I don't know. It's, it is one of those things. I think I'm a very, um, unfortunately talented person at being completely alone, even though you're surrounded by people. Um, and it's just, it's frustrating. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the long and short from pendulum was, it was a huge, massive success. Yeah, it was really good. Um, that I wasn't part of. And I think that's <laughs> a perfect example of, I'm not going to say, I, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all about anybody, but that's sort of my life. It's like I, I, I like to structure that place where people feel safe and comfortable and confident to express themselves, but I'm never a part of it. 
I'm, I'm safely outside the circle so that I'm sort of the ringmaster, the ringleader of making other people feel comfortable, confident, and safe without myself feeling comfortable, confident, and safe. What would it take to put you inside your own circle? I don't think it's possible. I, it's, I mean, that's me responding without any thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think it's, it's, I'm better at orchestrating those things than actually participating in those things. And I am the first person to come to the defense of anybody who feels um, like they're on the outside or who needs to talk about, I'm, I'm, yeah, um, you know, I'm not crunchy is the word I'm going to use. I'm not um, a... Uh, What's the word? Um, like a, a new age health kind of person. I'm not that person. But I do feel like I'm empathic. Like I, 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 I can uh, – um, I'm, I'm very willing to listen to your problems and, and I feel those problems. And, and the, the negative feelings that you have, I, I will share them and I will do my best to make you get be able to experience those in a healthy way and then get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I feel like that's sort of my, my cross to bear at using adopting a really shitty uh, religious uh, <laughs> metaphor. Um, but that's my cross to bear that, that I will always carry that negativity. Um, it's really funny when I, I feel like I'm now I'm definitely rambling. Uh, too much alcohol. Um, but when I used to give people massages, and I love to give people massages. I love to give people massages. But the way I always imagine it is when I'm massaging somebody, I'm taking their stress into my body. That's like as I massage your body and you can feel the muscles relax, which is a wonderful feeling, I'm taking that into my body. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm taking your negativity. I'm happy to do that. And that's because I feel like I'm good at that um, and I'm more than willing to do it. Uh, no matter what it means for my own health, it's okay because I'd rather to take that negativity uh, than for you to have to bear it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, now I sound really crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I, we should really quickly uh, define crunchy. Um, in in North America, uh, crunchy people live in in the Northwest. That's it was always the folks that were like we gr- crunchy meaning granola. Yeah, yeah, so it's like the the New Agers, and and if that's what you believe, then good on you. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, I don't mean that as ne- necessarily negative. Right. I just mean that as a, you know, you're a sort of new age. It's all about feel and emotion and let's, mm-hmm. you know, eat granola, which I love <laughs> granola. So maybe I am crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the negative has spaces and things like that. Um, so we've talked about it in realms of the, the bisexuality. How does that affect you? And I'm going to use air quotes here, but in a, a quote unquote normal swinging situation, like whether it be at the club or if we go on a one on one date with a couple, that kind of thing. How does that does that negativity manifest as much then or is it more so when there's there's I'm going to say bisexuality presented to you? Um, I think it's for me, it's worse in a heterosexual is it term if, if place. So um, with couples where the guys are strictly heterosexual. Um, you know, I think that's part of my performance anxiety is that I'm afraid that I'm going to make somebody else feel uncomfortable. And so when you're afraid that your erection or your sexuality, I should say, is going to make someone, um, not 
as not feel as safe or as comfortable as as you feel like they should feel in that situation, then yeah, that definitely affects how you perform. Um, you know, in 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 situations where we've played with couples where um, the, especially especially the man is one hundred percent straight, uh, I even if they're okay with touching. Because let's, again, if if you're having sex with you know, somebody else's partner and you're in the same bed, you're going to touch you're each gonna other. You're going to touch, yeah. But I'm still cognizant of how much do I touch because I want to make sure that that person doesn't feel like I'm pushing myself on them. And that being said, that's rare that we do play with couples where it's more often to have. It's more likely to happen at the club. It than is it d- is at home. It is more likely to happen at the club. But what's interesting at the club, which is not always something that, that's apparent from the very beginning, but it's it's quite common, really, that we'll start playing with someone, and he may present himself as straight until play starts, and then it turns out maybe he's accepting or yeah. something like that. Or, you know, and, and so it is that once that fluidity starts, there's at least a little more acceptance, not, you know, maybe not full, complete, whatever, which is fine. But there is a bit more touching is okay. You know, it might even be okay with you going down on him. But that happens more often than not that yeah. we found. Yeah. Um, but that being said, we also tend to mostly play with people who are at least accepting. We know going into it, right. which makes it a little more comfortable. It does. And, you know, it is, it's one of those things that although it, it's funny, you look at the things that you like doing sexually, like going down on a woman Mm. ranks up there probably number one with me, um, even barring any experience with men. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's all man stuff. I'd rather, you know, save for you. Um, I'd rather kiss a man. I'd rather have sex with a man. I'd rather go down on a man. You know, after after having uh, going down on a woman, everything else for me, for the next top, the, my top ten is all male stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to the women. Mm-hmm. Um but again, that goes back to the it's 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 easy for me because again, a, 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 or I should add, as a bottom, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of work I have to do. It, so, so and that, I don't that, mean to be negative no. towards women no. at all, but women don't have to perform sexually. And and we could touch on this. We'll have to split this into a second podcast. Um, but we can talk about the female pressure to, to the pressure that women have to have an orgasm. Um, I think that's a good separate podcast. But yeah. you know, for me as a bottom, all I have to do is lay there in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm active and I can be active and I'm a you know I am a power bottom uh, because I'm very directive about what I want. Um, but you know, it's still it, there's not a lot of it's not a lot of effort. You're a receptacle at that point. Um, I enjoy it. I really do. That's that's I really that's where I would choose to be. But yeah. But again, when you, when it goes back to the when you are playing with women, there is more of that pressure, and this kind of gets into the whole ED thing and whatnot. But it there is more of that pressure of you, like you said, you have to perform, and then that can put you in a different headspace as well. Yeah. Um, and depending on, and then you start comparing yourself more to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I can, I can see how that would yeah, definitely be a negative there. Um, so just talking about you specifically, you tend to go through some of these, I'm going to say highs and lows, you know, mm-hmm. you'll go through like for a few weeks now, you've been in a bit of a low, not completely, but definitely a bit more so. And it, it's kind of, always there in the background, you know, I can see it, you know, the gentleman can see it, people that are around you can see it. 
if they're looking for it. Yeah. Um, but is there any consistency in what gets you out of that? Or is it just a culmination of things maybe unknown that come together that get you out of it? Like what? You know Because you do kind of go up and down. And do you think it's more situational, physiological? I've always any said idea? Our, our relationships um, are sine curves. Um, they go up, they go down. Mm-hmm. You've got a zero yeah. in the middle. Uh, you know, and, and we often have these times, especially with our partners that we feel like, oh my God, you complete my sentences. Every joke that you say, I think is funny. And, and everything that I say, you think is funny. And then, and there's times that you're out of sync. I was gonna say a month or two months later, the exact same thing. You say something and I'm like, I have no idea where you're coming from. Or you'll say a joke and I, and it's, it's either trite to me or it's, inappropriate in some way and I'll say a joke and you look at me like I'm from Mars um, but we all do that I think it's yeah, really important yeah. to note that we all do that and if we take the time to step back and look at it we all do that with all of our relationships there's times you're like that with your boss where you know, you, you know exactly where they're coming from and what they mean there's times we do that with our friends um, you know I, there's even times you do that with your pets yeah. Where, you know, the, the it seems like for some reason the pet really listens to you. Or there's that time when the pet's not listening to you at all. And, and they're and, always barking and they're... Yeah. yeah. You know, so the it's odd if that's a cat. Cats that bark, <laughs> magical animals. But, you know, it's important to look at that and that frequency changes. So for for your partner, it might be you're up for a month, you're down for a month. With your best friend, it might be you're up for three months, you're down for a month. With your pets, it might be within a day, you're up and down. Yeah. But we all have these cycles in our relation, every relationship. So for me, even saying I know where this is coming from, be it blood sugar, be it diet, be it situational sleep, whatever. Weather. <laughs> weather. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what pulls me out of it. And I think that's part of the scary thing is that, Mm -hmm. you know, you get into one of these mindsets that you think that it might last forever. You don't know know if there's an ever an end to it. Yeah. This might be the new normal. And then, which I know doesn't help Mm -hmm. because then you're like, holy fuck, what if this is the new normal? Well, I've got to adapt because I can't survive like this because I don't want to put this kind of pressure on my, all of my relationships, you know? And it was, Again, the perfect example is, you know, I know I apologize to you on Friday night and I apologize to gentlemen on Saturday um, or Friday night, maybe even when I saw it at one point um, for the way that, you know, because I felt like I I sort of neglected both of you at the club. Um, You know, so it's frightening, though, to think that the. That something that you have little to no control over can affect relationships that matter so much to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it sucks, and I wish I knew what pulled me out of it because, of course, then you would pull yourself out of it. You know. Um, but I also think that's a bit where going back to what you just said, we're having that communication and that understanding with your partner. Um, becomes so important in that they need to be able to recognize when you're in a funk and and accept it and realize that it's it's not just them you know it's it's not a problem with them that you know right. that, that's causing it um, because I you know, I know you were in a, a bad headspace on Friday and like I said you've been there for a bit but I also know that it's not necessarily me or us or our relationship no. and and I think you know 
everybody around us is the same way. Um, but the problem, though, is with that is you you know that and you mm-hmm. accept that, but mm-hmm. that still doesn't change the pressure that it puts on you. And again, I know that. I recognize it. I can see it. You know, I can see the things that you say to me, and then I'll respond in an, in an emotional reaction place and where it puts you. And mm-hmm. instantly, rather than sort of owning up to that and, and, and trying to uh, fix that problem immediately, I go back you to retreat. I go back to my old ways, yeah. you know, because that's the way I've survived for 35 years. Um, you know, and I think for us, you and I, not for microphone people here listening to us, but it's important for us to to recognize that our relationship really is young. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been together for 5 years. It's a sixth of our rela- of our lives. Mm-hmm. And you think about it that way, you're like, "Holy shit, you know, I've had magazine subscriptions longer than I've had a relationship with you." <laughs> um and really, you know, magazine subscriptions, they still don't um, accept when I'm angry with them. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it's unfair for me to do that to you. And I recognize that. And I, and I, I, I would, I want to, I want you to feel like you can call me out on things, especially when I'm mean to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you know I don't mean to be mean to you. Um which even in saying that already seems unfair because now I'm putting the, the, the onus on you to say, Hey, you're an idiot when I know I'm an idiot. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not afraid to tell you that you're being an idiot. Pull your head out of your ass. Yes. Some people yes, won't be as Some people might that. be that way, yeah. you know, and, and, and this would go out to anybody who's listening to us that, that, that are friends or playmates. Um, and, and especially you, the gentleman, um, you know, I, I want, I want, and, and Lola lady especially as well, cause I know yeah. I'm mean to her and I, I hate, I hate it when I'm mean to her, but I'm mean to her because we're so close. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to be mean to people that you, it's funny. The people you love and care about the most are the ones you're the meanest to, which that makes no sense <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just, um, I feel I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I know it's something that I, I don't like about myself, um, that if I could fix about myself, I definitely would. Um, but it, it's just one of those things that I, I almost constantly feel recently broken. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder why, like from a chemical point of view, why do I have this issue and you not, do you not, do you just not? Well, everyone's made up different physiologically. Sure. And I mean, it's no two people are exactly the same. Look at twins. They're not even exactly the same. It doesn't happen. You're getting all sciencey on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, in theory, yes, we're all at the basics and heart of it similar and that you could say, quote unquote, the same, but we're not. Everyone's a little bit different and your, your chemical makeup is different. You know, your again, it's, it's your physiology, the psychology of it, uh, and, and everything goes into it. Again, how you were raised, you know, whether you were allowed to be emotional or not, um, all of your experiences and, and beliefs, whether those are societal pressures or religious pressures, all of that comes into play. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that that make us very unique, and I would say our our coping mechanisms that we learned as a kid are very different as well. You know, mine are are very different to yours, and I tend to I compartmentalize a lot better than you do. I can put things into little boxes and and put them away, and if I need to, I will pull them out and deal with them, and if not, they just stay in their little box, and that's okay. And then, you know, there's a there's a time and place for every box to come out, but. It, I, I do that very well. Um, but I'm also a lot more, I would say I'm a lot more logical and a lot 
less emotional than you. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean that that's a huge difference in how we deal with things. And and when I'm when I'm being when I'm in a bad mood, and when I am, you know, just in in a bad mental place, it doesn't last long because I tend to recognize that pretty early on, and I'm like, no, that's not who I want to be. That's not what I want. Stick it in a box, put it away. Probably not the healthiest thing ever. That's but. where gallstones come from. <laughs> That's okay. I'll have my gallbladder out one day. It's still there for now. I love it. I have a lot more storage space in there currently. Uh, but it, it, it's just it's coping mechanisms that we learn growing up. And yeah. it's, it's how we deal with things. It's who we are. And that's what makes us all unique and why we're attracted to each other is because you're not exactly the same as me. So I feel like we haven't really resolved anything. No, but uh, it's not about that. I would say it's, it's more, it's, you know, we're not necessarily trying to come to a resolution or quote unquote fix a problem. It's just letting people know that, that it happens. And, and if you have, you know, negative feelings or depressive times, or you feel pressures to do something you don't really feel like at the moment that, you know, you're not alone and, and how to deal with that is going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. Um, but it's, it happens whether it's because of the bisexuality, the lifestyle. Again, um, I know a lot of people in the, in the swinging lifestyle that have religious pressures that get put on them as well. Uh, family pressures that get put on you and that kind of thing. And, and so there's a lot of different reasons why it can happen, but just know on some level, even though it may not completely help you, but know that you aren't the only one that feels this way. Yeah. It's, and it's not going to fix anything. It's not an answer, but you know, it, it's a thing. It happens. So on that bright note, yay, let's wrap this up for this week. We yay. may continue this on next week. Um, if you want to reach out to us and talk to us, um, please uh, definitely send it, shoot us an email, uh, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. We always love it when we get uh, emails from from our, our listeners and people who don't listen to us even. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a few of you uh, who have have sent out emails. Reached out. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitter at theatoms at the let me start that again. You can find us on Twitter at By the By Podcast. Facebook, we are By the By Podcast. And the Instagram, uh, au is the website. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in Australia and um, we're coming up on, on Mardi Gras, which I know is a very positive time for some people and can be a very negative time for other people. Um, the, in, in Australia, the, a, a great suicide hotline to help with mental health Feel free to give them a call. 13 um, They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Give them a call. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, don't, uh, don't do something stupid. That's my advice. No. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I guess we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.